It is now time for me and my Roku with your host, Peter Clay. Hello, Peter. Incidentally, this is Peter. So we have a voicemail now from Peter. From a different Peter. Peter was like my brother. This is my brother, Peter. Pete, you are not. <laughs> not everybody sounds like Peter Clay. Oh, I love Peter. Holy crap, it's Peter. All right, Pete, we're not friends no more. I'm just trying to make friends with Pete. Okay, wow. I'm with you, Peter. Who's your guy? Peter. And last but not least, Peter. Does Pete really need to be here? Yes, he does. Peter Clay is here today. Good luck tonight, Peter. Peter, walk away. Come on, Pete. Your host, Peter Clay. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to another fabulous, fantastic, willy-nilly edition of Me and My Roku. I'm your host, Peter Clay. Welcome aboard. Wow, it is great to be with you tonight because this is uh, fantastic things going on in the streaming universe. Once again, this is the podcast where I come back from time to time. I just check in and say hello, everyone, and just um, report the news of what I'm doing in my streaming universe, whether it's my Roku, uh, Apple TV, Firecube, Google TV with Chromecast, uh, Google Chromecast with Google TV. Anyway, all those devices, my smart TVs, all that good stuff. Sometimes even tablets, even. And now a new addition to the family. More for the background stuff I do back here, uh, more production work and all that stuff. I got the new MacBook Pro 2022. Yes, the M2 chip. Oh, oh. yes, I, I had a whole stack of Apple credits just burning up that I wasn't going to be able to use up with just my streaming services because I've actually cut way back. Maybe we'll get into that tonight. Maybe we won't, but cut back on some things. So the only thing I'm using right now is HBO Max and uh, that's it because Paramount Plus is done for the year. Uh, I did the yearly on that and uh, not much else going on. A couple other things like the Apple One and uh, a couple other subscriptions, but other than that, for streaming purposes, not much else going on, and I had just a ridiculous amount in there, just sitting there, you know, not getting interest, or let's use it for something. So it paid for only half the uh, computer. So if you know how much a MacBook Pro costs these days, to know even half, that's quite a bit. So just sitting there not doing anything. So I forked up the rest and all that stuff so that I can more remotely uh, provide you with the classic podcast entertainment here on me, my Roku. So that's what's going on here. So uh, lots of things going on and a whole bunch of stuff. So let's get started. Okay, so in this household here, we are getting into full sports mode. We had a big practice this last weekend as the NFL preseason got started and had a fantastic time, including a quadruple header on Saturday, plus two Canadian games, and we didn't even go downstairs to the three TV setup. We all did it on one screen in our living room. The big Samsung on our... Actually, you know what I also did? <laughs> I didn't even use the Roku. <laughs> I, I did a test uh, to see what it would be like on just the TV, on the smart TV itself. And to be perfectly honest, uh, other than I couldn't get the app to show up on the screen, I had to go keep going into the menu when I ordered, um, put in a YouTube TV. But other than that, it was actually pretty slick. Um, I didn't have too many problems. Now... 
I still always recommend having a device hooked up to your uh, smart TV because eventually time gets the whole best of all these things and they slow down and they get bit rot and all that good stuff. But uh, you know, for the most part, as a test, it worked out pretty well. And yes, it even worked well for Canadian football. Yeah. Actually, at that, I think I had to go to the, because it was ESPN Plus. And I, anyway, you don't care about that. But it is me and my Roku, so I am telling you what I did. And so I did use the Samsung TV for YouTube TV. And then, yes, I did want to take the time to uh, to log into ESPN and all that good stuff. So I, uh, so I just went back to the Roku on that. And that's fine. That's what you do. Go back and forth. Hey, it's fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, YouTube is looking like getting into the channel store business. Now, I normally don't like to report on things that aren't official yet. It's me and my Roku. I'm here to tell you about things that I'm doing. But this made me kind of go, hmm. And a whole bunch of people were talking about, well, is this the first step in a next generation of bundles? And at, at first I thought, oh, wow, this is, you know, revolutionize everything, change everything. And no, they're just getting, they're actually, Google's kind of late to the party on this. Apple's already doing this. Amazon's already doing this. Roku is already doing this. This is just one of these things where you can purchase things through, you know, an app and just watch it through that app. So whether it's Paramount Plus or AMC Plus or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, with Amazon, HBO Max is back on there. And this supposedly kind of keeps things simplified. Now, I really can't complain either way because it's kind of what I do. I do it through Apple, through my credits. Then I also do have some through Google and also have PayPal. So those three things there, I keep those things together and that's how I do it. So some other people, if you're getting a whole bunch of different services, uh, you know, and you're trying to hard to keep them together type of thing. Here's another interesting thing that maybe you have an older Roku or something like that and you can't get HBO Max on it. But you get YouTube. You can then, you know, if if now we don't even know what they're going to launch. So if this is one of the things where it, I don't think you're going to get Netflix through YouTube on this. I don't think so. Um, but Apple has Paramount Plus. Amazon has HBO Max. Roku has all of those things, including Discovery Plus and a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm assuming it's going to be more along those lines. And yet you then can watch it through YouTube. Now, to me, this legitimizes YouTube as one of the most watched things on the internet. Not just Roku streaming, all that, mobile phones, everything. So this is kind of a big bugaboo of mine that I'm dealing with when I get here people complaining about the Live Golf Tour. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. That's fine. It's golf, you know, and not many people do. And I'm getting a lot of bunch of funny daddies out there saying, well, one excuse that they don't like it is it's funded by Saudi blood money. Okay. And my one response to that is, well, you tell me where the clean money is and then we'll go there type of thing. Other than that, eh, I'm not sure on that. Two, the second complaint about it is it doesn't have a TV deal. And I'm, gosh, I want to smack it. Where, where's my face slap uh, <laughs> sound effect here? I just want to go to them because YouTube, what, a Two million at least, a billion? I don't know. They got a lot of people on there compared to what what does the golf channel get, honestly? And you're telling me that oh, I can't find it on YouTube. 
BS. I mean, a lot of these PGA tournaments, you don't know whether it's on Golf Channel, uh, ESPN Plus, CBS, NBC. It's like, oh, we're, the first round was on NBC. Now the second round of the FedEx Cup, is it, is it going to be on CBS? I don't know. I guess they said goodbye to uh, Nick Feldo already, so I guess they're done for the season. So, you know, YouTube. <laughs> it's, it's the most popular, one of the most popular streaming things out there. And all of them. So, anyway. Sometimes they just need to go to people. So and the fact that now YouTube can also get you these other services as well. And if to me, because I also use my Google account, I get Google credits on there too. Throw that on there too. It's a possibility. Is it possible we could get Discovery Plus back? Oh, we've gone three weeks now or no, a week now without uh, Discovery Plus. We're doing fine. Um, I haven't even even. I'm, I'm so busy with stuff right now. I don't have time for Beat Bobby Flay or a Guy's Grocery Games or uh, Chopped or anything of those things right now. So uh, Michael Simon's uh, Outdoor Dinners, I make a little time for that because that comes up on my YouTube TV. Wasn't The recent episodes weren't even coming on Discovery+. Plus. So I'm so excited I'm hitting my mic cord. So <laughs> YouTube in the channel store business We'll just have to wait and see what it looks like, and then we'll comment on them. But be prepared and look for that if you're a big YouTube head and you want to maybe add some services to that to maybe simplify your billing. Simplifying. That's what we do here on me and my Roku. Okay, so this is the third take on this segment here. I've been attacked by cats, but everyone, is, we're all under control. Now. Everything's fine. Uh, one more note as far as consolidation goes. Uh, Walmart has reached a deal with Paramount Plus to be part of their Walmart Plus program. And so if you're getting the membership program, Walmart Plus, um, I don't even know how much that costs, but if you have it, great. Now you get a little added bonus. You get Paramount Plus. One little caveat to that is, though, that is the Paramount Plus Essentials. So that would be the $4.99 uh, with ads. So no live local TV. And I don't think you get Champions League TV. So that would also mean no NFL then, too. So, but... You get all the Star Trek, you get all the other, you know, things that you get uh, from Paramount Plus then as well. So lots of th there that you're getting for free. So let's not poo-poo that. So I get Paramount Plus. Uh, I, bought it, I bought it for the year with my Apple credits. So I'm good until the end of May as far as that goes. But if you get Walmart Plus, boom, boom. And it's really, it's no different than like what, you know, some people get Netflix with Verizon or uh, or. You get Apple Music with Verizon, and I think you get uh, Netflix with T-Mobile as well. And you get the MLB TV with T-Mobile. I passed on it this year. I don't think I'll do that again next year, just saying. I'm fine, actually. You know, I really am getting into the football season and all that stuff. But every now and then, I get a little itchy and twitchy for a baseball game. But so far, YouTube TV and ESPN Plus is is fine. But anyway, so good on Walmart and good on Paramount Plus. We're, we may see little things like that, but then be, again, be wary that you're probably not going to get the big deal, and you might have to watch. I don't know. 
Does Walmart Plus even have an app? So yeah, maybe you just get a login. I don't know. Check it out and let me know. Me and my Roku podcast at gmail.com. Let me know. Uh, anyway, so let's uh, get to the big deal for the night here. Let's get to our... I'm a top that's Disney. Disney is uh, finally checked in. So now everybody has reported uh, their second quarter results now. So that means everyone's up except for Netflix. But Netflix is saying that everything's going to be fine next quarter. So, yes, Disney reports pretty good. Now, caveat to that is that uh, Disney is actually getting back into the theme park business because you know, of COVID and all that stuff. So that stuff is recovering or if not recovered. So that was a big part of the program. Now let's get to the streaming part. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say controversial, but there were headlines out there now that says Disney Plus now has more subscribers than Netflix. Okay, as you know, on this program right here, I like to dispute the claims that Netflix is the fifth biggest company in the whole wide world and that stuff. And that, of course, is now has been the stock has been pummeled since then, so it's not even close to that anymore. But uh, on Netflix's defense here to say is that it took four services in the Disney network chain of things to reach that level of subscribers. So that's including uh, Disney Star, uh, Disney Plus Star, uh, Hulu, and a, whole, a couple other things too. Then. So it wasn't just Disney Plus on its own defeating Netflix on there. So little asterisk there and stuff. So, But good on Disney for like saying, huh, look what we're doing. And they're doing fine things. Now, the other thing... <laughs> Bring a little news notes and stuff ad in here um, or note. A survey says 56% of people are willing to watch ads in exchange for cheaper streaming. Well, Disney has announced that they are going to have their ad tier maybe by December of this year, maybe in the fall, maybe a little sooner than that. And <laughs> so if you're looking at this now, remember, careful what you wish for. Wow, I wish I could get something with ads. And I, and I wish I can pay for it, you know? I'm like, I'd like to pay for ads, just, you know, so it's a little less expensive. So you're going to get a Disney ad tier, but at the price it currently is on Disney Plus. So $7.99. So you thought you're going to, oh, so Disney Plus is $7.99. Well, I'll get it for five bucks and I'll, I'll save some money, right? No, Disney would like to remind you, do you know who I am? <laughs> We're Disney. We do things different. So we've gotten you here. We've gotten you hooked. Boom. Here you go. Where's that face slap thing again? <laughs> the Disney face slap there. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, so anyway, the ad free tier of Disney plus is going to be 10.99, And then a whole bunch of different things to go in with the bundles and all that stuff. I'm watching this precariously now because I get the Disney bundle right now and I get Hulu gift cards through various different things that I do in the background here. And so far, it looks like I'm going to be okay. <laughs> that the bundles actually, in some cases, if you want ads, actually go down a dollar. And then, um, so the and then with ad free, it looks like it's going to be the same about that $19.99. That's about what I'm paying for right now, or my gift cards are. So there you have it, Disney. You wanted it, you got it. Disney ads. So what is this going to mean for Netflix? Are they going to do the same thing? You think, oh, I'm going to get cheaper Netflix. Because everyone keeps using that word cheaper. Nobody says less expensive anymore. <laughs> I don't get it myself personally, but hey, that's okay. So if you want a less expensive Netflix, or you're going to get Netflix with ads at the same price that you would get the, the basic right now at $9.99. That's kind of what I'm kind of leaning towards right now, but we won't know 
until it happens. But there you have it. Paramount Plus on Walmart Plus and Disney coming out with their ad tier programming with some price increases as well. Why not? <laughs> it's all fun stuff here on me and my Roku. Okay, kids, gather around. Not too close. Oh, good golly. Uh, you don't know what's still flying around and all that stuff. So let's just be a little careful here. But let's come a little closer here, have a little discussion about things. And as we hand out thanks and praise and all that good stuff, the bandwidth of this program and all my programs since 2005 is brought to you by the Internet Archive, accessible at archive.org. Right now, you can look up in the Internet Archive a treasure trove of historic films. One of the most popular collections is the Prelinger Archives, a repository of over 8,600 ephemeral films. Um, let's just say uh, films <laughs> from the 20th century, advertising, educational, industrial, and amateur videos. Many of these works were produced only at specific times for very specific purposes, and some only exist today by chance or accident. First started by Rick Prelinger in 1983, this massive collection has grown into an invaluable resource for filmmakers, historians, and of course, the Internet Archive. <laughs> Go out there and find see what fun finds you can get. Check out the Prelinger archives at the Internet Archive at archive.org. As I said earlier, I do crazy things in the background here, and I get gift cards in return. So I, plenty of them. I think I, follow, I used to follow Bob Proctor. He just passed away recently. And one of the lectures I heard him talk about, he, he says, you need multiple sources of income. So I don't just do one thing. I have like several different things that end up paying me in gift cards along with a couple of other sites. And don't worry about it. It's okay. So check it out for yourself today. But one of the ones I use the most and the longest and probably the most secure, who knows. Uh, but uh, check it out for yourself today. Swagbunks.radioaffliction.com. Enter that in just the way I just said it right there. Swagbunks.radioaffliction.com. Or there's a link where you get this podcast. And get started today and check it out for yourself. However you do it is is fine with me. Um, I, I use it uh, like surveys and different things. And when I shop for things, I get a little kickback and all that stuff. So you check it out for yourself today. Swagbucks.radioaffliction.com. I have some videos uh, of this very program that I do. Some of it is just the podcast right here with the logo on it. Sometimes you get to see my face. Hey. And you get to see what's going on in the background here and all that good stuff. And I give you a little bit of advice. Check that out today at meandmyroku.com. And if you have any questions or comments that you would like to add, we have some questions and comments, actually. Let's get to them. Um, at meandmyrokupodcast at gmail.com. I lost my notes. <laughs> just bear with me. Yes, a couple questions here. This is from Ron. Can anyone explain this? I'm trying to load uh, Spectrum and I get this screen. The screen says service unavailable. We're sorry. An outage is interrupting TV services on your Roku. We're just uh, we're doing everything we can to fix the problem as soon as possible. Please exit the app and try again later. Yes, I can explain this. Your service is unavailable. Uh, they're very sorry. There's an outage interrupting TV services on the Roku and they're doing everything they can to fix the problem as soon as possible. Uh, please exit the app and just try it again later. And, and check your, your service set. Um, Spectrum, I'm assuming you have that because you're getting it from the Spectrum app. Uh, and so you're getting your internet there as well, I'm assuming. 
has been going, at least here, we've had three outages in the last two weeks. A couple of them just overnight. Um, and one we had that, and we talked about on this program here, I had like for like six hours during the day and I had a day off and all I wanted to do was just, you know, chill out with the Roku and I'll get, you know, background for the show and all that stuff. So it's one of those things where, you know, uh, actually, if you go into your either Spectrum on your phone or go to their website <laughs> when your internet's out, but check it on your phone and you go to their app or something like that, they'll tell you if there's an outage and when they expect it to be back. So technology happens and it makes no difference whether you're, you're streaming or if you had cable TV, there's outages there as well, too. So, you know, you're not really uh, getting out, anything out of that as well. Then. Um, one question here from Gary. Is it possible to still have a DVD player in addition to my Roku? No, Gary, you can't. It's one or the other. No, I'm just kidding. Of course you can. <laughs> of course, if your TV allows it, if you have multiple inputs, I, I'm I'm definitely afraid that 98% of people used DVDs the wrong way for years. They just used the yellow, white, and red cables in the background. And the DVD was capable of so much. Now, it's it's hard to think about 480p being, you know, a spectacular picture back in the day, but back then it was. And if you could use S-video cable or just something other than that, you've got better picture, plus the Dolby Digital and uh, DTS and all that stuff that was available, oh, and people would just... Hook it up to the TVs and go. So, yeah, as long as your TV has the inputs, it has no effect on the Roku with it. It's just a separate input on your TV. Well, we even got some questions in there. We get to thank the Internet Archive for providing the bandwidth of this podcast. You get to check out swagbucks.radioaffliction.com to get yourself started. Maybe get some gift cards for yourself so these things don't come out of your pocket. Also helps consolidate your bills, too. I find that works for me. And you can check out me and my Roku.com uh, to see my face and get videos of this as well. So, whew, plenty of things here that we like to do here at me and my Roku. If you see it in your mind, you will hold it in your hand. Okay, before we get to the news, notes, and stuff, a little friendly advice portion of the program here. Well, I was out, out looking for oh, things to talk about and all that good stuff. I ran across some things that how to do a system restart. And it, it's very simple, people. So don't do the hit the home button five times, up arrow twice, twist your leg 180 degrees and spin, raise your pinky. All, all that. Don't do that. It, it, it's real simple. Just go up to the Roku, unplug it, count to 10, do a one, 1,000, two, 1,000, make a song out of it, you know? Uh, just do that and then plug it back in and boom, you should be fine. And if you're not then you know you have a problem. So if you had a problem hitting, doing that five thing, turning around, shake it all around, and that's what it's all about type of thing, uh, if you had a problem, that isn't going to work either. So just unplug it. I, I know it might involve getting out of your seat and, and all that stuff, but yeah, no, it, it, come on, people. It, it, it's okay. So yeah, just unplug it. And as, as I've uh, stated here once before, let's, so let's do a friendly reminder here again. A daily update every day. Go to the system uh, tab and then go to system update every day. And then a system restart uh, every week. And then 
unplug and reset your router and modem uh, once a month. Boom. You shouldn't have any problems. Eh, I'm not saying never, but you know, because of course there's going to be problems, but <laughs> that's life. That's technology. Okay. News notes and stuff. Uh, traditional TV providers lost nearly 2 million subscribers as cord cutting continues. Um, I always get a little weary of numbers when they come out like that. Yes, we know that traditional TV is losing ground and it's actually been kind of steady. It's not been one big hockey stick drop type of thing. It's a slowly going downhill and that's, it's, it may even flatten out a little bit, but it's it's never going to go away type of thing. So it'll always be there, even for emergency purposes or who knows? There may even be a re renaissance. Who knows? Uh, Fubo TV vows not to raise prices willy-nilly. Well, thank God for that. Uh, and hopefully they don't do it haphazardly either. So hopefully if they're going to raise prices, they do it methodically and systematically. There you go. I had to reach out for the thesaurus on that stuff there. So there you go. Uh, Nexstar has reached a deal to acquire 75% stake in the CW. So it is official. Um, so the CW's new ownership is now also set to reshape the network's focus. What does that mean for your favorite programs and all that stuff? Who knows? We already know The Flash. Their next season will be its last. And they've kind of gotten out of the superhero business after that. Then there may be a few things. But uh, Flash is gone, League of Legends or League of Doom or whatever it was they had uh, on there as well. They're gone. Supergirl's gone. So, But uh, Paramount Global and uh, Warner Discovery still has each a 12.5% stake. And I'm assuming they're going to be, you know, whatever they don't want to put on their streaming services or their networks. Uh, there's like, here you go, Nexstar. So they already own. Now, Nexstar also owns about 70% of the stations that... <laughs> provide the CW. So it's kind of a win-win, I think, for everybody. We'll have to see. And as long as they keep that app free, uh, you get some free programming. You get to Penn and Teller and all that good stuff, too. Chicken Soup for the Soul has also completed its acquisition of Redbox. Uh, what does that mean uh, for the Redbox streaming service? Who knows? So your Redboxes should stay outside your you know, grocery store and drug stores and all that good stuff. And now either consolidation uh, or it's just part of that crackle plus that we talked about before friendly tv sees a 58 percent year over year growth yay so everyone in quarter two uh is is up we like that uh friendly tv seven bucks and you get like 40 channels so it's not the greatest tv in the whole wide world but it's something to write your brain and you're not paying an arm and a leg i recommend it fine if you need that uh, Philo adds MeTV, Heroes and Icons, and more free channels to its lineup. Philo, another good one, a little more expensive than uh, uh, Friendly TV, but 25 bucks, and you get a whole bunch of things. Just no sports. It's okay. Analysis as streaming wars end. It's consumers who will be the casualties. Absolutely false. Consumers uh, can do whatever they want here. It's up to them. If they want to do subscription, they can do subscription. If they want to do fast or AOVD or other free services out there, they can do. We do, What did we just talk about here? We talked about Disney, Paramount Plus, uh, and we just talked about Friendly and Philo and everyone else, the Chicken Soup of the Soul and the CW. Consumers are not losing out here at all. And they still have everything that we talked about, even if there is consolidation and with either billing or anything that as long as we have the option to get in and get out whenever we want, we win. And they hopefully will win then too. So they, they want to, I know a lot of these people, especially cable networks, 
they just got a big fat check every month, whether people watched it or not for the upstream uplink to the satellites and all that stuff. So they just want a lot of their money back and all that stuff, but now they actually have to work for it and by providing content. So, uh, you know, they were hiding behind that wall for the longest time. And now it's time to pay the piper a little bit. And, you know, as long as you bring it, if you bring it, they will come. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. ESPN to bring over 700 ACC SEC uh, events to network streaming this fall. Boom, boom. Now, <laughs> I, big deal. I, it, it's pretty much done deal. I think right now ESPN has lo- will be losing the Big Ten, but they have the SEC. They're getting all of those things, all of the ACC and all of the SEC. And the Big Ten is going to do a conglomeration of different things. They still have their own Big Ten network. There'll be a new, this is just football right now we're talking about, because that, is that really all that matters? Maybe, maybe not. College basketball is kind of a big deal, but that all kind of comes together anyway, and you won't really miss anything out anywhere there. So for football, and this is at least, I think, starting next season, uh, the Big Ten will be on Fox at noon Eastern, and then in the afternoon on CBS, and in the evening on NBC, and then also scattering of games through uh, the Big Ten Network. So the Big Ten doesn't really lose anything. ESPN isn't really losing anything either. And if you're a fan of the Big Ten, you just might not want to, you might not hear anything on ESPN anymore. Who knows? ESPN also and ESPN Plus uh, retain rights to top Spanish competitions in football, football. Um, Another big deal has been European football. Uh, so you have Peacock uh, has the English Premier League. You have Paramount Plus with the Italian League. Spanish and German, I believe, is on ESPN, ESPN Plus. So there you have it, folks. It's a big deal. And uh, now everything's all set and ready to go. This, again, is in looking towards the future. The um, NFL and Amazon are coming together and allowing Amazon to broadcast a Black Friday game starting next season. So what you have here, Amazon's going to have exclusive rights to Thursday nights. But there's two games that they don't get. And that is the first game of the season on Thursday uh, usually goes to the Super Bowl champion. That'll be on NBC. And 